0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.
1: From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, October 9th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, after closing for a year and a half to expand, The Kemper Art Museum in St. Louis now has more space and a new approach. Curators used the downtime to think about the museum's direction.
2: To think strategically about what our vision for the future will be. We also were thinking more about what does it mean to be a museum in the 21st century.
1: St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin explores the newly expanded Kemper Museum. First, the news. State and federal prosecutors say an effort to boost the number of violent crimes handled in federal courts in St. Louis is having an impact. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the update surrounding the Safer Streets initiative.
2: Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt launched the Safer Streets program in January. Five attorneys from his office were sworn in as federal prosecutors in April and were in the courtrooms in June. Since then, Schmidt says, those attorneys have charged 58 people with crimes ranging from gun possession to fatal carjackings. He calls the initiative a significant part of reducing violent crime in St. Louis.
1: We are having important conversations about what we can do to tackle the crime epidemic, and there are many people and organizations who are doing great things. My job as attorney general is to prosecute those who have broken the law and have harmed victims and their families.
2: Schmidt says he'll continue to provide those extra attorneys for as long as he's in office. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: The St. Louis County Council is holding back on fully funding the Bi-State Development Agency's annual budget request. Members have voted to give the Metro Transit Operator $100 million, which is about $60 million less than requested. As St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue reports, the Council wants to see an updated safety plan before deciding to hand over any more money. The Council gave bi until the end of the year to come up with a plan to improve security, especially on the MetroLink system. Otherwise, the Council will withhold a third of bi annual funding. Councilman Mark Carter doesn't think that pushes Bi-State far enough, though. He was the only member of the council to vote against the allocation.
0: If people are dying on the train and around the train, why isn't these things being taken
2: care of quicker?
1: Carter wants the county to give Bi-State money in quarterly chunks. He says it isn't acting fast enough to address safety problems. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. Top-level professional golf is returning to St. Louis. The PGA Tour Champions has confirmed plans to bring an annual event to the region starting next year. It will feature golfers 50 and older. Tour President Miller Bradley says the organization has been trying to bring an event to the region even before last year's 100th PGA Championship at Belle Reve Country Club.
0: We've viewed St. Louis as such a great sports town for a long time. The PGA Championship just you know, reinstated how good this golf town is.
1: The Ascension Charity Classic will be at Norwood Hills Country Club in North St. Louis County. It's on the National Register of Historic Places. Proceeds from the tournament will go to several local charities. Music let us know what you think of The Gateway by emailing comments to feedback at LouispublicRadio.org. Also, if you're a fan, tell a friend. As well, write a review wherever you get your podcasts. Washington University's Kemper Art Museum is open again. The Museum of Modern and Contemporary Art was closed for a year and a half for an expansion that increases gallery space by 50% and let curators rethink how they present the collection. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin has more.
0: The first thing you notice about the newly renovated Kemper Art Museum is that now you can see it. If you're driving toward Washington University or strolling over on campus, it's hard to miss the museum's gleaming new facade, 34 feet tall, made of pleated stainless steel. It's maybe the biggest mirror in town. Museum curator Sabine Ekman says it was a different scene around here two years ago, before the museum expansion and the rest of a $280 million revamp of this end of campus.
2: The museum was buried between these parking lots and you couldn't even see the building. And so now when you drive up, you see this monumental uh, facade which attracts you because it is reflective. And so the museum has a much larger and much more important presence.
0: Visitors come to the Kemper for what's inside the building. But university architect Jamie Colker describes the facade as a stylistically risky move that makes its own statement. A 30-foot-tall stainless steel facade is not something people do a lot. But uh, if we're not going to do it for a museum, and it's almost a work of art in and of itself, um, so this was our one chance to do something iconic. Around the corner from that reflective facade is the entrance to an airy new lobby. Hanging above is a newly commissioned sculpture of colored glass by Tomás Saracino. Two new galleries dedicated to the permanent collection are now open. In February, two more galleries will open for works on paper and video. Like this short film by Dara Birnbaum, a mashup of bits from television and film. Don't ask me to give you his name. I'm asking. While the museum was closed to the public, its curators rethought the presentation of even his best-known works, like paintings by Jackson Pollock, Pablo Picasso, and Robert Rauschenberg. Before... Highlights from the collection were arranged in thematic clusters. On a tour of the new space, Ekman shows me how the collection is now presented chronologically.
2: So you go from the 90s basically into contemporary art. We have a lot of photography here in this space. This is a manipulated image. Ekman says the
0: changes at the Kemper are not just about using the fresh wall space to put up more stuff.
2: We were using also the time of the closure to think strategically about, you know, what our vision for the future will be. We also were thinking more about what does it mean to be a museum in the 21st century.
0: Part of the answer to that question, she says, is to look for voices that are underrepresented in the Kemper's collection, which is very heavy on white artists from Europe and the United States.
2: We don't actually, like many museums too, don't have a very um, inclusive collection of African-American modernism. Contemporary more so because we can buy that today, but there's not a big history of collecting that.
0: With more room, she wants to expand the museum's
2: vision. We are trying to also build more of these kinds of international or transnational dialogues between artworks. And uh, in the future, we really also hope to add more voices from like Latin America, from Asia, from Africa, to show a more global narrative of modern and contemporary art.
0: A first taste of that transnational dialogue comes with the first temporary exhibition at the New Kemper, a show by Ai Weiwei, the Chinese artist now living in exile in the UK. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Cosser
1: edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before we go, the Cardinals and Braves play today in Atlanta. It's a decisive fifth game of that playoff series. Follow me on Twitter, at Wayne Radio. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.